Essays into the Lively Lexicon, Church, by Steve Bostrom. Today's lively word is church. Did I lose you already? Did someone say, isn't lively church an oxymoron? Stick with me for a bit. I hope you will wonder with me at a new discovery. But first, a bit of history. The name Kildare comes from Ireland. Those of you who watched TV during the 1960s recall a long-running series, Dr. Kildare. I pastored Peace Presbyterian Church from 1988 to 2006. When I came to Peace, it was located on Kildare Farm Road. This week, I learned that Kildare is Gaelic for Church in the Oaks. So, etymologically speaking, Peace Church was on Church in the Oaks Road. What a surprise! Now, here's the astonishing discovery. In Ireland alone, there are more than 6,000 place names containing the element C-I-L-L or C-I-L or K-I-L, the old Gaelic word for church. When Patrick, about 390 to 460, came to Ireland, there was no church. We have few written records about the growth of the church during the time after Patrick. But we do have this remarkable evidence, 6,000 place names. 6,000. How the Irish of that era must have loved their church. Of course, we have questions like, how could the Irish church of that era be much more ubiquitous than the Starbucks is in America today? Note, in 2011, there were 12,500 Starbucks in the U.S., Ireland is one one hundred and fortieth the size of the U.S. Washington State is almost twice the size of Ireland. As a state, Washington has more Starbucks per capita than any other state. Yet there are less than 600 Starbucks in Washington State. What stimulated the Irish to so love their church? What has happened to the church in Ireland during the centuries that have passed? Our Irish-loving friends might be able to help us answer those questions. But we'll focus on the word church. It comes to us from Greek. Add two Greek words, kuria, lord, and kos, of the, and you get kuria kos. Among some Christians in India, kuria kos is a family name. A friend who loves Malamute dogs called her operation Kuriakas Alaskan Malamutes. We get Kirk, K-U-R-K, by dropping I-A from Kuria and O-S from Kas and joining them as K-U-R-K, Kirk. Sometimes C-H has a hard K sound as in character or chaos. So, church is what belongs to the Lord, or those who belong to the Lord. I love that. Apparently, the Irish did too. Why not name their places belonging to the Lord? They might have said, These are places God our Father has made, places peopled by those that the Son has redeemed, places where the Spirit will take word and sacrament to call new people to be connected with God through Jesus. Let's call this place Kildare or Killarney or Kilkenny. Church in 6,000 places. Can you imagine church meaning as much to you as it did to these ancient Irish?
sucking out some of the marrow nourishment from the bone words with you. I am Steve Bostrom. P.S. There were too many treasures for this reading, so I put them here. Roman historians tell us that the Celtic people Patrick encountered practiced human sacrifice. As he befriended these Celts, they may have asked how they could become connected with his God. How do we become worthy of his favor? Do we need a human sacrifice for your God as we do with ours? What does he require? How do we pay him off? Patrick could have simply replied, the only death that God requires is the death of his son, Jesus. Or consider their concern this way. They had learned of the great power of God from Patrick. Since God had more power than Satan, they may have assumed that God simply took those he wanted, although they belonged to Satan, but not so. When God tells us not to steal, it's because he's no thief. For us to belong to him, he had to pay for us. How much more does he value us? On the cross, he made that payment with the most precious commodity this world has seen, the blood of Christ poured out on those who would believe. Wonder of wonders. Decades ago, one of my wife's brothers gave me Fisher's Catechism, a book published in the 1700s. James Fisher, 1697-1775, asks, Why is Christ blessing the elements, the bread and wine used in communion, called his giving thanks? Fisher's answer is incomparable. Because so inconceivably great was his love to lost sinners of mankind that he was thankful he had all their debt to pay and that he alone was able to pay it to the uttermost. Many of the Irish who heard Patrick and his partners proclaim this good news discovered they did not live in an impersonal world where another human life was required or the curse would win. Because of Jesus' death in their place and Jesus' resurrection, God lived with them and they lived with God. They learned from the Bible that the church is the bride of Christ. As Ray Ortland Jr. says in his book, God's Unfaithful Wife, ultimate reality is romance. This deep romance between Jesus and the Celtic believers in Ireland is illustrated by the words of Be Thou My Vision. These words, written during the 8th century, still move our souls. Be thou my vision, O Lord of my heart, not be all else to me save that thou art, thou my best thought, by day or by night, waking or sleeping thy presence, my light. Be thou my wisdom, and thou my true word, I with thee, and thou with me, Lord. Thou my great Father, and I thy true Son, thou in me dwelling, and I with thee one. Be thou my battle shield, sword for the fight. Be thou my dignity, thou my delight. Thou my soul shelter, thou my high tower. Raise thou me heavenward, O power of my power. Riches I heed not, nor man's empty praise. Thou mine inheritance, now and always. Thou and thou only, first in my heart. High King of heaven, my treasure thou art. High King of heaven, my victory won. May I reach heaven's joys, O bright heaven sun. 
Heart of my own heart, whatever befall, still be my vision, O ruler of all. Be thou my battle shield, sword for the fight. Be thou my dignity, thou my delight. Thou my soul's shelter, thou my high tower. Raise thou me heavenward, O power of my power. These Irish Christians love to pray to the triune God. Here's a prayer. I am bending my knee in the eye of the Father who created me, in the eye of the Son who purchased me, in the eye of the Spirit who cleansed me in friendship and affection. They learn prayers for sowing seed and for harvesting crops, for herding cows and milking cows, or churning butter for before a meal and after, for a sprain or a toothache, for a new baby, or a new baby chick. Celtic Christians prayed while weaving, hunting, fishing, cooking, or traveling. They had prayers for getting up in the morning, for dressing, for starting the morning fire, for bathing or washing clothes or dishes. For example, a prayer for starting the morning fire begins, I will kindle my fire this morning in presence of the holy angels of heaven. God, you kindle within my heart a flame of love to my neighbor, to my foe, to my friend, to my kindred all, to the brave, to the knave, to the thrall. Before we leave these Celts, one more treasure. Such liveliness toward God makes us hospitable to our neighbors. Enjoy the words of this old Gaelic rune we have framed near our front door. I saw a stranger yestereen. I put food in the eating place, drink in the drinking place, music in the listening place. And in the name of the triune, he blessed myself and my house, my cattle and my dear ones. And the lark sang in her song, often, often, often goes the Christ in the stranger's guise. Often, often, often goes the Christ in the stranger's guise.